This is a Fubar Radio podcast. You can subscribe to the app on Apple and Android. Visit foobarradio.com for more details. Sarah Hugh and Doc Two on Fubar Radio. Born ready. Born ready, my friend. That's the chat of straight blagging. That's blaggers chat. Don't try it. Welcome to the show. It's the Sarah Hugh and Doc Two hour, but we're minus you this week, so it's just uh, who are we going to be minus next week? We should have like (laughs) a little little gamble. A little, uh, a little competition for the listeners and ourselves try and work out who's going to blow us out next. Last week it was me and Doc Two. And Doc too, <laughs> and frankly, I think it was the best show of the whole series. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes, I have actually. I haven't actually yeah. had time to listen yeah. back yet, but I have been meaning yeah. to. Oh, so you can get I'm involved in to. that too um. on the um, podcast. <laughs> you know, hit up foodbarradio.com, get involved. But welcome to the show. We've got loads coming up on yes, this show. We've we got two guests two coming guests. into the studio. I know, and I'm it's going to be fun that. and games. Yes. It was so lonely last week. We just kept the guest in for the entire. Two <laughs> You're hours. not leaving. You're stuck here now. Turned into a sentence for yeah. them um, yeah but we're going to be joined shortly by um, Kamar aka Howard from Foundations Crew mm. who's one of like the originators in this uh, UK hip hop game when you say aka business. is his performance name Howard <laughs> no, his performance name is Kamar okay well that's his b-boy like, name because I would say like the other way around yeah. I yeah. know. I wasn't so sure way which way it to pitch cool, it. Cool, I was like, "Oh right, he had a really cool name." And then, but he then he was like, "I wanted to be much take more the normal." World by storm, as Howard, <laughs> the B boy. Well, he goes by either. But yes, so we're going to get to the fact with Howard shortly. Very um, visual guest for a, for a radio show. I know. I'm, I'm hoping it's going to come over on the. Um, <laughs> that can be arranged too. Um, <laughs> and we're also going to be joined by Maestro, who I, I know you <laughs> know uh, Maestro, who's a rapper I, killing it from time. I no, so can't wait to um, to chat to him. And mm. of course, later in the show, we're going to be getting Doc to rap about anything. That's the part of the show where uh, you guys send us your subjects that you would like yes. to hear Doc put a rap together. So please send me some. To it was, it at the was end hard of the show. work last week, you know, because the first half of the show, I got quite a few suggestions, but they I don't know if like people were trying to mess me up. I think they probably were. <laughs> yeah. The, as soon as one came in that was Ebola, like, <laughs> was I was just like, on a downer. I know oh, that up. was the previous week. Oh, was that yeah, the week before? Yeah, yeah. And I just got nothing but like death sentences. <laughs> then last week, I just didn't get anything. I, all the stuff was too serious. I and then finally, with like half an hour to go, someone sent Chris Eubank. Boom. <laughs> Do you know what's so weird about that? I had a dream about Chris, Chris Eubank, Eubank the other the, uh, last week. Well, Sarah, just keep that the to uni- yourself. <laughs> the um, universe is all directing towards Chris Eubanks. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? I've not even thought of that dude for at least 10 years. What's yeah. going on? It wasn't anything freaky like oh, really? that. Can I just okay. make that disclaimer? Well, a lot of people find there. Chris Eubank Yeah, he's a seductive. unique kind of guy. He's so unique. did you, sorry, did you rap about Chris Eubank? I did rap about Chris Eubank. And you can uh, you can pick up the, uh, the podcast of that uh, or see it. On, uh, on YouTube perhaps can you can you see it on YouTube iTunes iTunes is the place iTunes, to hit that's up. another place that yes. has a letter and a, and a word and, stuck and together yeah. that is popular with the children these days <laughs> so uh, hot so right now check that out yes. iTunes is a thing apparently it oh, is a big thing in the game you crazy kids these Apple um, people yeah uh, we, Apple we've got, we got 20 episodes can you believe that 
That's incredible. We've, we've recorded <laughs> and only 20 two episodes when we've all been together. Of a show named after the people who were never there. I know. Yeah, but but it's a, I'm, I'm proud of us that we're yeah, all so busy. I'm looking forward to busy getting bees. a year's worth and like editing down the best bits and having like a best of. You know I mean? <laughs> a best of yeah, when it is actually of. the like, three of yeah, us. Yeah, we could have like like Sarah's political rants, Doc, <laughs> Doc's embarrassing stories, and tasting things. Yeah, and uh, and definitely be in yeah, there. Yeah, and, and and Hugh's rambles. It'd be the, we could have, <laughs> so many best ofs that we could have. It'd be great. I know, and they're interspersed with incredible guests. Where too. were you last week, man? Where uh, was everybody? I, feel I had like no explanations. I'm, Dad, tell me off. Where were you? Where were you? You were meant to be home by eleven Where p.m. Where were you? I'm thumping um, the table, listeners. I know. Well, last week. I I was actually um, deep. I'm, I'm touring at the moment with um, an artist. Oh. <laughs> She's important, guys. Yeah, you better recognise. Mm. Recognise. With an artist. Overstand. With an artist um, at the moment called Sinead Harnett. Um, mm. So, yeah, we've just started like a bit of a crazy run of all the um, festivals and everything. She's um, a singer mm. and she's set to blow. She's okay. going to be the next hat. Thing in the street, son. Right. Um, but okay. uh, yeah, Sinead so Hart. we are actually. But for last week's show, um, she had a big showcase that was um, happening at a venue called Oslo in Hackney. Um, have yes, you been I keep there? Hearing about this, I know. I keep seeing Oslo, and I have an, a, a slight affinity with the real Oslo. So I keep thinking it's Norwegian related, but it's clearly not. Yeah. First of all, the name did kind of like where is it exactly? Up. So it's Hackney. right at the bottom of um, Mayor, where Mayor Street meets Amherst Road okay, at the bridge, yeah. like right I, next to the I station. Don't, I don't fuck with that little corner at all. No, but. Let me tell you what, right? This is the first time that I have been to um, uh, Mayor Street for like ages. Yeah. And it just tripped me out. Like that area is is kind of terrifying me. I I was actually down there just an hour ago before I came on uh, into the studio because uh, tomorrow I'm recording um, a set for television for a a show called The John Bishop Show on BBC (laughs) One. And they're shooting it at Hackney Empire. So I was hanging out out the back of stage door today. And I was like, what the hell is going what on What was here? it like that? Because that's what... That was such a sketchy alleyway. Now it's, yeah. got, it's got this pub next door called The Ship Inn, which by all accounts, lovely. It looks really, really nice. Gets a, it's a little sun trap there. And then the pedestrianised square outside of the town hall and the, uh, uh, the cinema opposite on the other side of the street. It is very clean. And it's surprisingly quiet, but glitzy. It's yeah, like it's, I mean, get, it's but Hackney's nuts. getting to the point where it's like Hackney. I don't even like Hackney, Hackney anymore. Hackney is like now it's yeah, might as well it's be like Notting design, Hill. Yeah, it's it like might as well Hill. be Notting Hill. It, it's experiencing what Notting Hill experiencing. When the 80s. I, I was waiting for my taxi after the gig, I saw one dread. The whole time I was in Hackney, Forget one about dread. Black people. Forget about no, but this is what actually. And but all I can say though is like, if you think ten years time, twenty years time from now, the whole of London's going to be so whack because these it's the mix of people, you know, all these interesting characters and cultures mixing together that made these areas places that you wanted to go. Be in ten years time, (laughs) he's going to be holding down the fort in Pimlico, keeping it real. He had another starring moment last week. Really was well. You never know. Maybe we'll have to hit up. Pete last sweet. week that Manga <laughs> from Roll Deep actually said on air like with that do, who's that like actor that you get in like every, the who's, who's the guy like, like how do I you know it's real what's his deal ain't no <laughs> like, acting is real. real man oh yeah so we might actually have He's to hit up um, Pete from Pimlico later in the He's show and real. of course every week on um, the Tuesday drive 4 till 6pm we ask you guys what 
has made you say, are you taking the piss? So mm. we're going to get into Tuesday's mm. taking the piss later mm. on in the show too. But a new feature that I'm wanting to bring to the oh, show, really? um, nice. Doc, also is Big Ups. Because I feel, big you know, ups. there's so many cool people doing cool things in the world. They don't where, get enough credit. Yeah, you know? Mm. And so it's like, we need, to, um, we need to give these people Big Ups. I don't know if you ever heard of the rapper called Pumpkinhead from New York. I When I saw the story about Pumpkinhead this week, I re- recalled a 12-inch that I had that was orange. I can't mm. remember what the song was. I, it had another rapper that I liked on it. It was in the kind of raucous days of like 97, 98. Yeah. I'll dig it out and try and work out what the heck it was. But I, that's that's my only relation to this dude. I don't know yeah. that much No, he him. was a really good dude. Unfortunately, Pumpkinhead, um, his uh, government name, Robert Diaz, he was like a pillar in New York's underground rap, rap scene and super celebrated free, freestyle battle rapper. Unfortunately, he um, died last week. He's just 39 years old. He's got young family, wife, kids and everything. I don't know if that's like fully been disclosed so I don't oh, think really? it's right for me necessarily oh, to see. say it but okay. you know he's know. just been such a cool contributor. He was uh, first, well one of the first people to play him was Stretch and Bobito on their legendary WKCR mm. show in the 90s and everything and it was just, uh, I first met him in about 2009 um, uh, but I supported his music on the radio for, for many years but he was just I met him in, in New York and he's one of those people who was just so dedicated to the cause and just loved hip hop. He was like a real hip-hop warrior and just one of those people who exuded good energy you know and he put together um this ill uh organized confusion reunion show he was very active very proactive he collaborated with so many cool people like immortal technique gene gray stuff like that and it was what really moved me was just to see how many people like sent out their condolences people from chuck d to lp to mac miller to you know it was just incredible to see and then it's him to be trending like on Twitter I was just like that is beautiful you know because this is someone who was truly dedicated to the cause and he just did so much good work so I think we definitely have to send a super big up to to but we should also say it's a shame that rappers like always they always get a lot more love when they die but in general anyway I'm just like tired of this like the BB King when BB King passed away a couple weeks ago it was like all of a sudden all these BB King um, fans pop out of the water and stuff which is wonderful because either way if good people are being celebrated I think it's great but it's about us giving a platform and celebrating people while they're around Mm. not doing it because it's like a cool thing to a cool hashtag and you you only just realise that he's not Ben E. King (laughs) yeah that's a different dude those guys that's a different dude but yes so big ups super big ups to Pumpkinheads you were a G and we're going to play one of your tracks right about now ladies and gentlemen and this track Today we bring to you Pumpkinhead Produced by uh, Marco Polo Do you know about Marco Polo? Very ill um, producer from um, Canada Music and two shows that sold out One, two That was Pumpkinhead Produced by Marco Polo Beats that was from the album Orange Moon over Brooklyn That was actually his second album But yeah, dude's collaborated with so many ill people Mm. And um, yeah, so make sure you check him out He was one of the good guys He was one of us Part of the family So we had to send him a big up in today's Mm. show You're tuned into Fubar Radio With Sarah and Doc No Hugh today But we're going to have guests galore coming up I know He's just like chilling. At least we know he's not just like chilling on a beach like you, just dissing us. Hey, for no, I had stuff good to beach do. times with the West Country folk. <laughs> but no, now's the part of the show where we get into um, <laughs> some more goodies, which I always um, enjoy when you give me the lap dance to this tune. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. 
Careful, you might put your back out. Uh, you could put your back out doing um, that. Actually, What's I'm, that? I'm getting too old for that. <laughs> That's getting harder and harder no, I, to I, climb up onto the table. It's something I need once a week now, Doc, so there's yeah. no backing out of it, I'm the afraid. The thing is, now I wear straight jeans. They're really <laughs> tricky to get over the ankle in a, like a sexy way. Yeah, quickly. So, Mm. Yeah, that's tricky. You need to um, work on the wardrobe. So this week, no, they didn't. I mean, there's there's many options uh, to pick from the world of news. I mean, you, you look at all the stuff that's happening around the world at the moment. It really is. There's there's, there's enough stuff that's going to make you go, what the? But um, I think I think probably <laughs> one of the ones that really made me do a genuine like comedy double take Proper. was uh, was was Rachel Dolshow, um, who's the the civil rights activist in in the states who you might have seen some stories about, um, sort of frizzy hair, looks like she might possibly be light-skinned. <laughs> um, but she's, yeah, she's been fighting for civil rights for black people for over a decade, man, like 13 years. And then wow. um, just last week, her parents called up a news uh, organization in the States and said, we're both white and we definitely made her. So <laughs> I'm not sure when she turned black, but it can't be anything other than sun-related. Um, and so this is a huge embarrassment. What's amazing about it, I mean, this is the no, they didn't. It's not really that she was posing as black, although that is a no, they didn't in itself. There's an additional no, they didn't, in that she's, in, she's been interviewed in New York uh, by NBC for the news, and she said, hey, I'm still black. <laughs> and what is going on in this woman's life? where she genuinely feels that that's the best thing to do. And what is going on in any person's life when you live in a country like America and you think being black is the best option for you? It reminds me of that Chris Rock bit, you know, that he did about, like, um, changing places, you know? Oh, remind me. Do you remember that bit where he was saying, like, there's never been a better time to be white? (laughs) (laughs) Being white right now is, uh, is amazing, you know? You got all these benefits and whatnot. He goes, I guarantee you, (laughs) <laughs> there is not a white person in this room who would switch places with me. And I'm uh, rich. <laughs> yeah, oh no, I do remember. You and remember? then that reminds me also of the Louis no, C.K. I'm gonna, I'm sketch. I'm going to ride this white thing out. <laughs> see where it, see where it takes me. It also me. reminds me of the Louis C.K. Um, sketch where he's like, being a white America, a white male. Oh, you can travel to any you period can in say time. to hurt my feelings. It's like what oh, you're going to yeah, call yeah, me a cracker. Yeah, yeah like cracker. that Doesn't just really reminds work. me of days when I, I could do whatever the hell I wanted, yeah. and I got rich for it. I don't even know what Ofe means. He says. <laughs> yeah. He also says that he doesn't know. Like, there's no period in time. Uh, where a white person can't go back in a time machine (laughs) and not be all good (laughs) a black dude can't ever time travel yeah you don't want to mess with the time machine as a black person pick your times very carefully but no no, earlier than like 86 even then (laughs) damn bloody hell even last week but no and then I think the added thing that makes this story crazy with Mm. the Rachel Dolchal I think her name is pronounced is um, she's like a president of um, the Spokane NAACP which is National Association for Advancement of Colored, Colored People Peoples. in America. And um, yeah, so I think 
I just kind of a, a lot of people I saw were pretty outraged and offended like yeah, what the hell that's a job you're taking away from a black person and stuff and yeah. I can understand how it's shocking so people will be mm. sort of taken aback by it mm. but to me I just feel sorry for her yeah, like, she's obviously someone who needs some real hugs and like talking to and stuff and maybe that's something she missed out on yeah I mean I'm definitely not mad because she's actually <laughs> when you see her like back catalogue she's actually done a lot of good work she should have just done it as a white person supporting the black cause, obviously, but Poor she didn't. Lady. But all it says, really, is, 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 is a massive insecurity. But, but on a very base level, what fascinates me about this is that we've all fronted a little bit every now and again to get a job or to get some attention. And, and what, what, what fascinates me in terms of the, the, the listeners out there, I'd love to know from you guys how far you have gone, to what extent you have gone. And I'm talking about lies here, or a little <laughs> bit of cover, or fabricating the truth slightly, maybe some exaggeration, in order to get what you want, be that professional or personal. Let us know, yeah? How far <laughs> have you pushed it to get what you want? To get ahead. So, at, yeah, you can hit Fubar us on Twitter. Radio, on yes, Twitter. and email TuesdayDrive at FubarRadio.com. Yes, we love hearing about you guys. And really, the show is all about you guys. But, you know, it's interesting you saying, um, like, making bending the truth a bit mm. to like help um, get mm-hmm. ahead a and bring mm-hmm. attention to what she was mm-hmm. doing because the first thing I thought when I saw this story is but what about the amount of black people who are trying to act like pretend like they're white mm. like that's been going on for a long time well, I'm, and when I there's people the amount of times recently where in the corner of my eye I've seen a poster or something and I thought it was Beyonce but yeah. when I turned around it was a white woman yeah and it's like, you know, how much do you want to de-black yourself yeah, to get ahead strange. and to advance, like, your career? So on the flip side, that's not something that I've heard many people, like, discussing no. or ranting about in relation to this story. But I find that extremely concerning when it's like you have a, a insecurity that makes you say, I need to fight what my genetics are, yes. being black, and make myself more Europeanized. Yes. Negropians, I've heard someone call it kind of thing. I like that. To, um, <laughs> to, to, you know, be accepted. Like, I think that's way more concerning than what this woman is doing. Yeah, I mean, to me, this story is it's a little bit of a joke, uh, but clearly she has some issues. I'd just love to know if there are some individuals out there who are brave <laughs> enough to say, you know what, I lied to get this. You might have lied to get some. Who knows? But... Um, <laughs> You know, every now and again, we feel like maybe the best thing to do is conceal a little bit of the facts around who we really are in order to make a little bit more of an impact. I get that. So, yeah, it doesn't have to be racial. It could be literally anything. Anything. But when let, have you kind of like know. twisted things to, to, to um, no pun intended, get ahead? <laughs> I have to say, like, most of the time, oi, oi! Most <laughs> of the time, um, <laughs> sorry, that was just me saying what's up to Howard, aka Kamar. Howard. He's just stepped into the studio. Um, no, but I got to say that it, what's always surprised me is how many um, men in relationships try and hit on me. Men who are in relationships, yeah, but they're trying to, trying to, hit yeah, on you. like even married men, right? Where it's like, so it seems like th- that's the only. These are the people who try and talk to me: homeless men, mm. drunk men, mm. and married men. Mm. So, and all so, catches in their own way. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so well, I think you know that those are people kind of twisting the facts. Yes, very you know, much to so. try and advance their situation, so. get things to work in their favour. But hit us up. We want to know what you guys think of that story, and mm. in general, mm. like, have you ever twisted? 
the facts, you know, in a good, maybe you thought it was harmless. I know you have, you filthy little swines. <laughs> Give us a shout. But yeah, let's, um, I thought this might be fitting. <laughs> Nas, it ain't hard to tell. <laughs> Very good. Well, was it hard to tell that she wasn't really black? I wouldn't have guessed. <laughs> if she told me she was mixed race, I would have believed that shit. You wouldn't have. I would have, yeah. I, I know, because that. that's the other thing in the States. You have such a wide spectrum of like... they got the one like... drop rule out there, you know. <laughs> All you need to have is like a, a slightly flat nose and you're in. You're tuned into FUBAR. That was the sounds of Nas, of course, who was performing last week. And I really wanted to go to that show, but so I was I. just far too busy. I so couldn't I. make it. I was gutted, but I heard it was like super dope. He's doing like the Illmatic he's tour at the moment. He's so much better in his older older age. Now he's an old man and not it's a weird, whippersnapper. I, I know, I, I, but I remember... I used to go to his shows in the 90s. Like, it's just terrible. Even early 2000s, he was just always such a bad performer. Aww. And he's got so much better. It's weird. Well, no, you would have hoped so. He's had enough time to yeah, bloody maybe work on it. Experience. Yeah. You know what show I went to last week, though, was the Wu-Tang Clan show oh, at Brixton Academy. Well. How was it? <laughs> no, you know what? It's funny because everyone's like, first of all, welcome to the show, Camera Foundations Thank crew. You. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. lovely to have you here and um, you know Kama is another person who I first met at Dill the original Dill Real Record Store the original. in Knoll Street yes. and um, yeah what a do- you know what an honour for me to come up under you guys wing well, up there you know because that was like the connection to the the previous yes, generation the of people though. who exactly the real community yes that is definitely true yeah but no so you've obviously heard of many stories in the past about um what are they called? Wu Tang Clan. But yeah, their show the other day, Let's there was actually there. like. <laughs> no, I think there were seven of them there. So oh, I was quite okay. impressed. That's a blessing. Yeah, no, no Raekwon, no, no Ray. Meth, no Man, no Raekwon. See, I, can, I, I thought I saw RZA on stage, but then I saw people saying, yeah, RZA wasn't there. And then everyone's going crazy. But you've got to kind of expect that at a Wu Tang show. Yeah, but you've got to have Meth. He's the best performer out of all of them. I can do without Ray, even though he's probably my favourite rapper out of them. He's not a great performer. But you, but know, you gotta have Meth, you gotta have Ghost, and you gotta have Rizzo. The, and worst, then it's a show. the worst thing about the show, and this is what's really pissing me off about Brixton Academy, so you better fix up, is the sound. Oh, the sound is always It's terrible. just a joke, like it's a rip off. And there were people always there terrible. who had paid like £40 for a ticket or it's something. Insane. But you know what I did find out about Wu Tang? Wu Tang Clan have sold 40 million albums. Whoa. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, well, I mean, when you think about it, I mean, Wu-Tang Forever came out at a time when record sales were still a serious thing. They were a thing that happened. Yeah. You know, record sales don't but happen all of like the, that now. When you think of that whole 90s catalogue yeah. of Wu-Tang and I mean, stuff, is it's amazing. And, 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 you know, when it pops up on your shuffle now, you're like, this shit was so left field. How did they sell that's 40 million worldwide when this this rap is so strange I love it and that's what makes me so, so proud of that whole era of hip hop because we fully took over we gave the industry no yeah. choice but to pay yeah, attention like, to us is. you know and then I just think 40 million albums that's something we need to celebrate and pre- be ah, proud incredible, of because like. only Taylor Swift is doing those kind of numbers now. <laughs> yeah <laughs> on Spotify <laughs> yeah and earning like and she's got the tenth. bonus of like children buy her stuff do you know what I mean Wu-Tang didn't even have that they didn't even have kids asking their parents to buy them Wu-Tang you know so Taylor Swift's got that thing like you know a children's movie can stay in the top 10 uh, movies in, in, in the world box office for so much longer than an adult movie because every time 
someone goes to see it, they're taking their wife, they're taking their two yeah, kids, they're taking their cousins, whatever. Do you know what I mean? So every ticket is actually like six tickets, mm-hmm. and it's the same with these these like Taylor Swift releases and uh, you know. But tra- it's strategic as well, making yeah, that man, approach very, too, very and that's smart. what I the think is shady. The music is clean, it's friendly, it's family friendly, and the kids are getting their parents to buy it. Whereas a new rap track by Method Man tomorrow like people mm-hmm. are just going to stream that stuff or he probably wouldn't even sell it do you think it with free. a Taylor Swift any, like in 20 years do you think people are going to be like that song just hits me in the chest it's very hard to say because do you feel like that there's about new cheesy kids on the songs block? yeah I do new there's kids. cheesy songs that I remember from when no, I was no no I mean the group m- new my kids, kids age. The yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do I do because there's cheesy songs from, from my age like say Vanilla Ice or Chesney MC Hawks. Hammer Chesney Hawks there's a, there's a pang of nostalgia there, definitely. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, you know, like, I, I don't know that they were the best songs in the world, but, you know, something that was big when you were nine is, a, is like a big deal. But so, there was dope music that was big when we were nine, like when course, you think of, of course, like, but the that takes you, Michael Jackson takes, or yeah. Prince or Shaka Khan yeah, or something. Yeah, but I think when you're really young, you just, you just look at the melody more than anything else, just whatever you sing along to. The first seven inch I bought was, um, uh, who's your man with the, oh yeah, Robert Palmer. See, Robert Palmer's Robert a great Palmer. artist who had a real schooling she who came from... She makes my day. That was my first seven inch. So there was no rhyme or reason to the music I bought. I just, whatever the melody was that I like singing along to on the radio that week, that's what I bought. And that's how kids are. Yeah, I just think it's more like um, uh, there's more uh, engineering that happens behind the curtains now to set up artists kind of thing in a way that, Possibly. say, a Robert Palmer, he Possibly. was someone who truly built it from the ground up and came from a schooling of like old, old school R&B singers mm. and stuff, like, you know, his music knowledge and as a singer. Mm. And then that set the ground. There may him. be some truth in that. Yeah. So I'll I tell you what, like, Taylor Swift wise, though, I'm glad my kids are into Taylor Swift. Yeah, because she's wholesome. Is she? Yeah, she's okay. wholesome. You know, she's very wholesome. I definitely liked her. To she's wholesome, basically. She's 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 and she she appeals to children, and she knows it, and she's responsible about that. Whereas someone like say Minaj, she does no sense of responsibility at all. I know it. So she got like me. song a song like Anaconda in the same sort of but that's what I think is sick these people Swift, like Swift how dream. do they go home and feel happy with their conscience when they know they're di- they are going out of their way to target teenagers with songs like Anaconda yeah like well, I think that is terrifying and then they yeah. want to be like oh but these paedophile rings and all this stuff it's like why are you sexualising children <laughs> yeah why are you putting, putting these ideas into kids yeah, minds Minaj is, is guilty of that more than most so I have it's, to say it's pretty um, creepy but that's why I've always wondered Howard yes Kama yes a foundations crew yes because you guys okay we need to break it down for those who don't know like I how know. is Bring what, how did foundations crew begin well it's well I started in early 80s showing my age now um, when but, it first come out yeah because you guys when I think of you guys I think of that original original generation of hip hop heads in this country from the Covent Garden era so mm. that was before oh, yeah. we even re- necessarily can speak of a hip hop community oh, or yeah, people definitely. putting out records yeah you know so it was like there was a real street level thing that was going on where people wanted to go to Covent Garden why was Covent what was going on in Covent Garden because a lot of people don't even know it was like the mecca of hip hop basically mm. you had the mm. breakers there the poppers there the writers there MCs it's just Aww. everyone was there so I mean I grew up just outside London and um, in Essex but we always come down to Spats which was uh, it's a uh, 
basically a mecca for breakers really Aww. you always go to spats on a saturday afternoon it's where westwood played and that oh. was in ooh, 84 Jeez. oh my god something like that and then people would kind of migrate to Covent Garden and Charing Cross and people will dance in under Charing Cross and people are still doing that now in fact mm. I think so there's still people going there to train see I just see that as such like a magical time because that was truly like for the people by the people it wasn't like you were having some dude in a, off, a fat cat in an office no. sitting saying okay this is what we're going to make culture for the kids it's like you guys etched out this thing and now we have people like Professor Green and you know all the Dizzy Rascals and everything <laughs> who are now like big time celebrities but you know you guys really did break it's, down doors it's all very organic then because you just had people there that just come and it didn't matter where you're from where, what part of town you're from if you're outside London what not but you just you just had that community there as all as the elements of hip hop was mm. just there mm. so you just hung out and you just met more people more people meet more people and it just grew from there basically yeah. really also I think people didn't really know what the end game was then you know so like now if you're getting into any art form even even the noble art of breaking you're looking at Ashley Banjo you're looking at maybe Britain's Got Talent you're looking at these the, you're immediately thinking here's where I can take this form of street dance it's even got How like a more marketable a name yeah it's yeah. got very corporate now. whereas I think back then no one really knew you know so it was what it was it existed in the moment but don't you think a lot of it was you were kind of expressing yourselves for credibility like that's what it's about rather than it's we're trying to do this to turn that. this into a pound is what I mean it's always about getting your name out there really yeah, and competing and respect well hip hop's a battle thing so yeah. whether you're a DJ MC a breaker even the writers out there it's all a battle thing trying to outdo each other basically mm -hmm. and the first time I got in a circle was a battle oh. nowadays people just be watching YouTube and I know, battling on, on their keyboard, yeah. didn't it? <laughs> Battle themselves. <laughs> but um, but yeah, you were go hitting up um, Covent Garden in those early 80s as a b-boy. You yeah. were breaking. Yeah, we used to go to Spats first and then after that, Covent Garden, Charing Cross and go home and get smacked by my mum because I got in a bit mm. late. <laughs> <laughs> I love the story so much, Howard, and I so wish I could have been there. So after the... So then how did the Crew Foundations well, come about? Afterwards, I went... I went travelling for a year in the 90s, early, early 90s, and I'd come back. I was still breaking. I went to Canada for a year. Okay, I never knew that. Yeah, yeah, I lived out in Toronto for a year. So nice. I was there for a year and hooked up some breakers out there. I was still breaking for a while still, and then come back and then hooked up with... I was still in contact with Scam even when I was in Canada. So sometimes I might give Scam's him. another b-boy in yeah. the Foundations family. And he's, yeah. from, he's from way back. It's like original Lalo Labrick Grove. School, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when when you never hear people call Labrick Grove Lalo anymore. No, no, it's all. That's no. how you know you're yes, original that right. hero when you hear people that's call it Lalo. But sorry, '94, I think we started again. Me, Scam, Polsky, and uh, Johnny Jules hooked up again. We started looking somewhere pl um, to train, and um, that's where we met uh, Lacey, DJ Aww. Lacey. May rest in peace. Yes. And um, he had a spot in. Where was it now? In Cockfosters? No, there's a. Oh, really? Oakwood or somewhere around there. I can't Near remember me. where it was. Yeah. Basically. Not far from me. I had they no had, um, idea. This university um, place there. Middlesex. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's the one. And um, he had this um, jazz funk dancer that liked breaking. Mm. So we could go in there and we just trained from there. Sick. So we just started going out and started training again. That's from 94. So that's when we started uh, dancing there and then started teaching at Pineapple and then started getting more and more kids down and 
just very organically getting kids that were had the potential but not way up there already to join a crew and just teach them the, the ways basically and yeah. it's still going on now so yeah I know passing on the culture to the next yeah. generation I started working at um, the original deal reel on Knoll Street in 99 and mm. that was when I first yes. um, met you and I remember in that same year I went to um, a jam that Lacey DJ Lacey was um, playing at Great Exploitation um, Maybe. I, can't, I can't even I think it was just like a one-off um, oh, party thing possibly but that, this was the first time where I had ever seen him or like a, a b-boy yeah. DJ and like DJ up close kind oh, of yeah. thing and so I remember clearly that day standing next to him watching him DJ and thinking I want to do that so for me it was like Lacey was a really big go. turning point yeah. in me taking my career seriously because I was just like this guy has got tunes oh. he's killing it with the records and another level really because everyone would be playing the same old breaks which is nice because you've got the classics which are always there and you can get down but he'll bring new stuff which is all what hip hop is to be original Yeah, and people have lost that nowadays they're just see YouTube what's the name of that tune and they'd be I know because digging like, has just changed so much it's, it's crazy like the YouTube digging that's not the same as no. like being out there with the dusty <laughs> fingers and all that down labels and everything you don't know that tune you have to find <laughs> that yourself I know nowadays it's, it's totally different but so much props to um, Lacey but yeah I'm, oh. sadly he passed away a couple yes. years after I, I met him but yeah I just remember him being a key point me watching him being like right I'm going to do this I'm on it but speaking of classic jams because there's so much more to talk to you about um, Howard <laughs> But this tune often makes me think of um, you guys. Is that going to play? Oh, there we go. Oh, it's a bit of a classic. Very. And it's a bit of an anthem in my family too. Very. And mm. so, one of my um, favourite breaks. <laughs> yeah. You play these so, so uh, I know. Are you ready <laughs> to teach me some moves? So, um, yeah, we're going to be teaching you how to um, b-boy live on the show. So we'll just be explaining to you. And Howard's putting one foot in front of the yeah. other. But no, this is The Mexican by Babe Ruth. You're tuned into Food Bar Radio. Some classic b-boy jams right there. And this group is actually British. Where did you say Hatfield? They're I from. think they're from Hatfield Heath. Big ups to Babe Ruth! It's a big tune. Oh. It's, and it's not many tunes you get to hear with um, castanets in. You know, the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not often. Can't think of many other pop records. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, you had locked into Food Bar Radio with myself, Sarah, and Doc is writing furiously Wheel. away to rap for you later in the show. Every week we get you guys to send us a topic that you would like Doc to rap about. Yeah. And um, he pieces it together. So you'll just have to hold tight to find out what That's the, the right. subject Hashtag is going to be. Rap about anything at Food Bar Radio on the Twitter or at Doc Breezy, Doc Brown 88 if you want to hit me up directly. Let me know your suggestions, man, because I'm only going to take the best. I always, it always, it always hurts me to go for some to like settle for an average <laughs> suggestion. Do you know what I mean? But and I'm not, always pretty impressed with the suggestions. Mate, last week we had so many weak suggestions that it got down to like I only had like 20 minutes left to the end of the show, and then someone finally mailed in with. Yeah, yeah, it was Chris Eubank. Yeah. And then the week before was a similar situation and someone came in with um, shoehorns and gravy oh, boats. Oh, shoehorns, yeah. I was, that, see, that was pretty out shoe there. Shoehorns and gravy boats. That's what I need. I need a blast of inspiration. Yeah, I've written a million raps in my life. It's also interesting, like, the glimpse into important subjects in the listeners' lives, like shoehorns. Well, that's very true. Yeah, it's like, okay, what's true. going on in Dude's World where yeah. he was like, I need you to rap well, about Well, you see the horns. separation between our hipster listeners <laughs> and, our, and our old school listeners, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the, the hipster <laughs> problems. But right now in the studio, we're joined with the one and only Howard, aka yes. Camo, B-Boy Camo, Foundations Crew. Hey, hey. 
You know what I was wondering, Kama? Like, where do you stand? Like, how do you feel? Is do you feel like proud, or do you feel like uh, irked, or do you, do you have any emotion at all when you see the sort of new wave of? Street dance in inverted commas crews coming through and becoming megastars. Do you think that's a beautiful thing? Do you feel yourself as a, a pioneer of what they're doing now, or do you feel like there's not no, enough? I think, I think it's good for them, it? really, because it's it's good exposure for them, really, mm. because it gets the dance out there. People are more into it, as in the mainstream, mm. which might be a good thing or a bad thing. You've got you know some ways of positive and a negative to both sides, but it's good to get them out there and to get the kids to do something that's different as well, instead mm. of just going to school and studying and doing or just yeah. sitting yeah. looking at a computer screen. Yeah. That, yeah. Exactly. You know what? My niece, she's got her Spanish exchange over at the moment. Yeah, and uh, yesterday I po- passed by their house on the on the way home my one of my nieces was looking at the ipads like doing the google (laughs) translate into spanish Mm. the spanish exchange had her headphones on and was looking at her phone and my niece was looking at the computer and they're all sat next to each other there's no communication what is wrong with you yeah but this is a fact kids aren't going to develop social or communicative skills and that's an important part of succeeding in Mm. life and also it's like that can't be healthy looking at a screen that long like you need to be active if you don't want to have what health always problems. struck me as beautiful about breakdance, and by the way, I discovered hip hop via Covent Garden in the eighties. That's the first Aww. time I ever came across it. See, seeing seeing breakdance. You see, a, Howard, what you did? First, first thing that I ever him. saw. No, I mean, that's incredible. the beauty of it. That's um, wicked. Yeah. But but what what really strikes me is uh, as, as a beautiful thing with uh, with, with breakdance. Um, when I see the kids doing it now and you see like flawless and diversity and these guys like absolutely killing it I love the way that even when it hits that level of mainstream it's still like this kind of profoundly underground like unique skill that only a few people can do you know you see the way that rap music gets bastardized when it makes that crossover (laughs) and and people feel like they have to speak on on just a certain few topics or they have to use just a certain few sounds for the drums and the, the you know and, uh, and the simps and whatever it is nice when you see like I mean I'm Innovation. friendly with Ashley Banjo and you know I've, I've, I've seen him at work seen him rehearsing with the, with the guys and stuff and you look at it and you think this is ready to perform on ITV1 at like 7.30pm <laughs> you know with all sorts of grannies watching it wherever <laughs> But it's raw as hell, man. Like this, this is what it is. It's like this, this incredible urban creation that is that hasn't been watered down at all, really. But you see, because what you capture there is people are tapping into something in their heart that we can't even vocalize into mm. words. It can't yeah, be yeah. communicated through words. Yeah. This is just speaking from your essence, from your heart. You're not sitting there thinking, right. So if I do this, what's my return going to be mm. after six months? And, da, 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 and then if I team up with someone, you know, it's like we're just communicating something of our soul. And yeah. I think that's ultimately what hip hop represents. Whether you're doing that through dancing, through rapping. DJ and graphing. It's always got to be raw, really. You can't really... A real hip-hop man has always got to be raw because mm. it started raw. Yeah. So you've yeah. got to keep it that way because when it gets all polished and that, that's when it goes away from the essence. Mm. Well, it gets boring and it's kind of yeah. like the gentrification that we were just talking well, about. Yeah. This is when things get more <laughs> yeah. bland and vacuous yeah. when they get more like toned down. Like I Agreed. just want rawness from the soul and those are the people that leave the most striking you know, footprint mm-hmm. left mm-hmm. on all of us, isn't it, in so the long where, run? where do... B boys go when they die. Like what? what happen, like what happens? You know, like <laughs> there yet. wasn't ready for that one. <laughs> I mean, you know, listen, we're we're all we're all getting older and whatnot. I don't want to rap 
forever. Do you know what I'm saying? But I, like, I do think about breakers and I think about their knees. Do you know what I mean? Because I still play oh. football and my knees are absolutely fucked. Uh, do you know what I mean? My whole body is... Like, where do you where do you go from here? I mean, do you do you teach? Young I mean, I kids? used to teach before um, from the late nineties. I was teaching in pineapple with um, Scam. Okay, but then I've got all these injuries. I've had so many injuries; it's ridiculous that I understand where you're coming from about mm. your knees and X, mm. Y, Z of all these injuries. But if you look after your body, I mean, there's people out there that are still dancing in their mid forties. That's, that's crazy. That's my age, and they're still at a level that's. That uh, that can hold their own. Still. Do you still dance? Yeah, I'm getting back on it now. Really? So I'm, I'm just clearing all my injuries up, starting Dope. to condition a bit more, Dope. and very rusty at the moment. But uh-huh. it, but I know you're going to be getting down on Saturday because oh, I'm going to be DJing. No, Cam, of so. course. <laughs> when you're no, DJing, I'm always getting down, Sarah. <laughs> but this is why we, I had to get down on the show today because this Saturday it's an important milestone. So it's the 21st anniversary of the foundation's career. And yes. I just think wow. that's such a beautiful thing, and I'm so happy that you've put years. together this party. Yeah, Jeez. that's um, what's the name of the spot again Court, no. it's the courthouse courthouse yeah yes. in uh, Old Street Just off we're going to be celebrating so you need to come down and jam with us I'm DJing you've got DJ Snuff another bad boy and, and um, Aiden Lacey yeah. which is DJ Lacey's brother yes and he's carrying a torch and he's got beats and yeah. talking about being original he's always been playing you know something that's more original not just follow formulas mm. which is great because that's what hip hop is I suppose is to be your own individual self exactly so innovate following. yeah, yeah. yeah your own voice and that's what makes the world an interesting place is that we're all different so that's what totally. we want to hear isn't it that's right you know so I just think what may what like I mean I'm so happy you're doing the get together because it's just going to be nice for me to see a whole bunch of people that some of them I might not have seen since no it's just like going to be a jam not just, not just breaking it's just we wanted to take it back to how it was just music and just very organic it kicks off it's going to kick off Circles will kick off. It's going to kick off, and that's all determined by the music. Yeah, people. I see people. And they're just say, waiting for something to go on in the <laughs> circle. And you've got a circle. And there's nothing going on. They're still standing there. I know. Oh just enjoy God. your. Yeah. Sometimes that's why I sabotage the circle where I just go in and do just yeah, a gentle two should, step. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yep, I'm two stepping. Kill and the vibe. Yeah, of that, no. that horrible vibe and just party. <laughs> but how do you think like breaking on the whole b boy and scene? How is it different from what it was in the 80s to now? Because you see now how we have like the World B-Boy Champs. Yeah. It's like this massive yeah. event. Like it's crazy the numbers that it's it pulls been, worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but like comparing it to that proper well, street level. Back then you didn't have any of the internet. So you couldn't really Google stuff or YouTube stuff and see what's going on. And you just had to create your own way of what you thought it was and that's how you made up moves I suppose barely even had VHS back then well, just about yeah you know those big I mean? old buttons <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then you might have a little snippet on TV and you might even just record a little 10 second snippet and say what they're doing and then you try obviously you copy it just because it's inspirational because you obviously back then you didn't know really you were doing too much what you knew what was going on about breaking but you see some little clips and then you work it out and then carry on from there. But remember when it was like gold dust, like the era when it was, oh, someone, my cousin from so-and-so got a new mixtape from Tony <laughs> Touch. Yeah, like, yeah. Those times where it was just That's gold right. dust to get a bit of information of what it's was going on the that, other side of the pond. I was clearing up all my house and I've got hundreds of tapes, these mixtapes. I'm Aww. like, where did I get all these from? <laughs> those, you got a treasure, those, oh, man. I'm digital optimizing it. Are there like oh. staple moves that you can actually say, given your experience, I know who invented that. Oh, yeah, totally. They're actually named after people. Oh, yeah, there's names after people. There's moves um, that are created by people like windmills are what used to be called continuous backspins Mm. and crazy legs 
was the one who who done that first. But of then again, you can yeah. Then again, you could say that was all done in kung fu films. So that was done in kung fu films, but it yeah. just took it to another level. Yeah, like you could say Michael Jackson. Okay, yeah, we saw some of that from James Brown. Oh, totally. years earlier oh. and whatnot everybody has to borrow a little something but I think mm. it's fascinating when someone borrows from here borrows from there and then puts them together with their own life experience that they're living now and that's hip hop and creates something mm. brand new with a new context I always remember like the controversy of um, when uh, um, Michael Jackson came out with the moonwalk and it was like <laughs> Michael Jackson my god he's invented this amazing move but then it was all Poppers like the, yeah people were totally like man. vexed out in the streets so like he just bit that off us he yeah. didn't create that if I see a YouTube clip on uh, something uh, a moonwalk from a tap dancer and that was in the 50s I think yeah I've seen that clip. Yeah. yeah and someone doing a head spin in, ooh, in the 60s yeah. yeah and of course we're all inspired by each other and that's, that's right. the beautiful thing about hip hop too is because you know it recognises people who have come before us it's not just like I'm just going to take what you're doing and you have to recognise as though it's me it yeah. yeah it's like okay I'm influenced by you and now I'm bringing my own yeah. flavour to it a too a lot of people don't they just think yeah I've done this myself and you think yeah okay <laughs> yeah, but I don't work like that. No. But no, it's going to be all love on um, uh, this Saturday it at the courthouse be. in Old Street. So um, yeah, party people in London, you need to come through and um, and, and join in the festivities with us. It's an important milestone, man. 21 years, But yes. in UK history too, like there's not many hip-hop organisations that can say we're on our 21st year. Yeah, definitely. Especially Breakers. You know, well, yeah. 21 years breaking for 21 years. <laughs> yeah, that ain't no joke, man. No. That ain't no, that's a lifetime. It is. It's craziness. But yeah, we have another guest coming up kind of soon. So I, I hope you're going to stick around with us for a little yeah. bit, um, Howard. Good. It'd be lovely to have you. You're tuned into Food Bar Radio. Remember, you can hit us up on Twitter at Food Bar Radio and Tuesday Drive at FoodBarRadio.com. We're up rocking like crazy in the studio right now. <laughs> me, and, me and Howard have been battling during this whole tune. I've got to say that I was beating Howard then. Yes. I do really good. Um, I like it. That, yes, yeah. that's nice. <laughs> and I do a good chest That's about as far as it goes. That's why I chose to be a DJ though, Howard, because I was like, then I don't have to dance. That's why I'm not a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a perfect marriage. Although I used to do a little bit. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's back in the day. You've done everything in hip hop. You, yeah. yeah, you run yeah. trains. That's how it was. Oops, not me, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You're living a respectable life now, Howard. You can't be exposing yourself like that with the illegal activities. Yeah, I started as a beatboxer. I'm terrible. Terrible. It's funny. Quite a few people started as a beatboxer. The other yeah, day, I was just like, that's the thing that you love about rapping. It? It's just like, or hip hop, I should say. Everything feels like, oh, you can just do it today. Oh, like, just have a bash today. I love that. Do you know what I mean? It's so DIY. I love that. And that's what the world should be about. It's all inclusive. <laughs> yes. We don't care if you're really white, but you're trying to call yourself black. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel does, child. We'll I don't you. care. I don't know. What did you think of that case with that woman, um, Alan? I looked in a little bit. I'm thinking, if she's representing someone, and she's not been through that struggle, personally. Mm. Not me, personally, but her. So mm. she wouldn't understand it as such as being a real black woman would. Mm. So, I mean, it's good that she would, you know, um, put her voice forward to, to, um, for that struggle. Yeah, but, but she could have done it as a white person. Yeah, exactly, yeah. In so, fact, it would be even more profound to have a white person that high up in a civil rights organisation as she is, mm. you know? 
Yeah, everybody, every, listen. If if you're fighting the good fight, everybody's welcome. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But to and say, say yeah. that she's weird, mixed race or weird, black, weird. and then is a prof, um, quote keeping it real. Mm. <laughs> she should have kept it real. <laughs> yeah, she just kept it yeah, real. But at the same time, I think like the racial conversation in America is so complex, where there's a lot of white people who probably they don't even understand how they can be involved in that whole mm. dialogue I don't, you know what I mean yeah, you yeah, know yeah. how they're coming from a different oh, totally. context to us yeah yeah definitely. like here it's about class yeah. I feel much more and that's what divides Britain but in America the divisions are racial isn't it very mm. when, when I used to go out there you could see a white neighbourhood black mm. neighbourhood mm. Latino neighbourhood you, you would really see it I mean I remember my first time I went to Brooklyn and there's me being Chinese and that mm. and the only person I see on the train that wasn't black was me <laughs> not that I'll give a damn because I was just walking through and then I was walking through to see my friend one time in Brooklyn and um, like what years was this this was oh when I first went New York was late 80s but you really see the divide then and that was late mm. 80s and New York was a bit crazy mid early 90s and, that. and I remember walking to that was in, still a real New York yeah yeah not like now I suppose but I was, went to see my friend who had a baby out there went visit him in Brooklyn and I see all these people walking out of the way of me. Mm. I was like, what are they doing? He goes, you think, they think you're up to something because they don't really see no Chinese guys around here, man. So they, they must think you're, you're under some kind of bad vibes. FBI. Yeah. <laughs> CIA opportunity. Which is kind of really weird. But now I suppose it's all mixed up now, especially in Brooklyn, I heard. Not that I've been there for a while, so... But it's definitely different than how there's more awareness I think compared to yeah like previous decades but there's still I, I still feel whenever I visit America that race is something that's at the front of people's minds much more so than I feel in the UK I think it might be the paranoia of what, what happened there from all the slave trade and that because mm. it, it, it goes deep doesn't it that's what I mean because mm. you're, there's no most people that like black or mixed people you know here that maybe they're first generation born here or maybe they were born back yeah. home and then came here or their first language was Igbo and then they've mm. grown up you, you know so it's like we all most most of us have a kind of direct link or with yeah, one yeah. generation link yeah. away to our yeah. actual heritage Which is good, isn't it you, oh that's wonderful because yeah. that gives you it well, empowers you inside yeah. doesn't it you know where you come but, from I mean then. for many um, people in the states there's, you're, you're, there's a long time detachment isn't a lot it of so it's quite a, a different yes. um, setting and everything but um, but yeah no so I think we're definitely um, I'm definitely concerned for this Rachel lady Mm. So, <laughs> she needs some hip hop in her life. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully she's listening to Fubar and she can hit us up on Twitter at Fubar Radio or Tuesday Drive at FubarRadio.com and, and let us know how she's um, feeling. And hopefully soon we're going to be hearing from um, another guest that um, yeah, an, an, another Deal Real connection. Uh, yes, mm. that's right. That's so where I met him as well. Come back to Deal Real. Really, that's where you first met. Yes, that's where I met him first. Is in Deal Real. And that's one thing also that I love about hip hop. How many people that I know just purely from like long time yeah. friendships that have established purely just through the music, and we're all on this same that's a wavelength that's and understanding. And that brings t- well, it brings people together. Totally. I think so, definitely. So I can't actually remember what this tune is, but <laughs> but I'm playing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know how guys sometimes come off. No, but I thought it was quite apt. It's called Return of the B Boy. It is for it's, Saturday. <laughs> yes, for Saturday. for Saturday. So yeah, this Saturday at the courthouse in Old Street, we're going to be getting it's down and funky. Yes, the 21st anniversary of Foundations Crew. <laughs> 
Days fun and it's games. It's a party vibe. Yes, we're tuned into Food Bar Radio. You are tuned into Food Bar Radio with myself and Doc Brown, and yep. we have Howard in the studio of Foundations Crew, one of the architects of the UK b-boy and scene to be honest <laughs> and we're going to be joined shortly by another special guest a, a, another architect of another era of hip-hop in this country um mr maestro is going to be on the mic very um soon but you know today is also um a very important anniversary 16th of june marks the um uh that was the day that you had the start of the soweto uprising in um, south africa where that was um, basically signaled the beginning of the end of apartheid and everything and um myself being south african i feel it's an important one to to mention but i also and also in the vein of hip-hop that was something which was led by the youth Mm. so it was literally like school kids went out into the streets and they said no you know what we're sick of like this education system we're sick of the Mm. way things are happening they don't get it it, because you have to explain that level of racism to a little kid and they're just like what doesn't make any sense (laughs) it's out of this world to them well in this country yeah so with each generation you know I think we 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 should feel like there's there's an opportunity for change on that level you know but you're right it's definitely something to celebrate but also in terms of whatever the struggle is you know it hasn't necessarily got to be like a, a racial thing or, or whatever but um, yeah that also sing- it was crazy because the youth just went out sing- onto the streets of South Africa singing songs and stuff um, and then the police opened fire and uh, yeah you had the, the first um the first person who was killed in that time was um, uh, Hector Peterson so that was um, pretty you know there's an amazing memorial for him and museum in South Africa too but I wanted to play this little clip this is Miriam McCabe singing with Hugh Masakela but this is really like an anthem of the uprising movement then But yeah, it's actually quite interesting because on Twitter at Youth of 76, they're tweeting like um, live as though it was the 16th of um, June 1976, the day that the uprising started in South Africa. So it's quite interesting just to get the insight into really what was um, going in back, back then. But we right now... The drama's back then, boy. <laughs> Do you think we're, we're free? That's the voice nah, of the one know, and man. only maestro, <laughs> the guy with the tight flow. A.K.A. the voice of chocolate velvet cake for all you mother lovers out there. Better recognise. Better recognise. I'm good. It's so it's nice daytime. to have you I here. I never see you in the daytime. I know. My like vampires. <laughs> Working in this um, party life. Yeah, you don't see people much in the, in the daytime. But it's so lovely to have you here. Yeah. Maestro, again, another person that I met in 1999 when I first started working at um, the original Deal Real store. Deal Real, yeah. The and Real Deal Real. The Real Deal Real. Ooh. So that all got a bit controversial. Yeah, I didn't know about all of that, man. I know, because I think um, Peter just sort of bowed out. He tried to deal with it in a graceful way, but it's just created a lot of confusion, I think. um, Yeah, and no one out there knows what we're talking about, so maybe we should. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Even Doc doesn't know what we're talking about. Yeah. Basically, in in a nutshell, (laughs) listeners, there was a a, a hip-hop record shop in Soho called Deal Real that closed down. Then another one opened up, Mm. which to be fair, was a lot more popular, uh, also called Deal Real. But so, the thing is, okay, as, as far as we all knew, is that they bought the name and it yeah. was all legit, but recently we found out that they didn't, it wasn't legit. The right? whole thing was shiny. Yeah, it was all shady. It's just weird anyway, man. For all those years to go by, yeah. and then only when 
they're like all of a sudden on TV you know all yeah, of that is, it real, seemed yeah. a bit like ah, I yeah. wish I knew that N- from before now it comes out yeah. yeah you know it's a bit but anyway man but I think big up to both deal rules definitely yeah, big real. up to both deal rules and the, 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 the shop in um, Carnaby, Carnaby Street did fantastic things mm. and in the same oh, way yeah. with this Rachel Dojal woman <laughs> it's like she's done great <laughs> things how do you say the name Dojal apparently <laughs> but she's done great things but it's like just doing it under her banner would you know that wouldn't have depreciated at all from what she was trying to convey kind of thing and so I think within the British scene we get dissed enough by the industry where yeah. we shouldn't be like dogging each other so at the end of the day yeah. to take away like the truth of our history mm. you know that's a, that's not a nice thing to do because we need to celebrate all of our history that's just awkward, gotten to man. the point where we can have a tiny temper now yeah. you know yeah. and so it's about making sure stories are told correctly and that's why it's so nice to have someone like um, Kamal here of Foundations yeah, Group are you, you, have you heard there's a jam come um, uh, this Saturday it's the 21st anniversary of Foundations Crew. Is it? Yes. Wow. It? 21 years now. Yes. It is. Gosh. Jeez, that's crazy, Jeez. man. <laughs> does, does fly. So you got a gig as one this Saturday? Yeah, you got to pass through. Oh, yeah. Please. What time? Oh, it's, it's a nighttime thing. No, it's an early thing, really, because uh, getting those kind of bars, clubs, things, it's, oh, it's crazy. Because we're all doing it ourselves, so we just put in a little change and... We just got to get one after training one day in Chinatown, funny enough. Yeah. We thought, and then one guy goes, how many years will we be going on? And I thought, you know what? I don't even know. We worked out, it's like, wow, 21 years. Wow. We thought, boy, we've got to make a little celebration. We've just done it kind of a quick thing but we just had to you know put all that little yeah. change and pocket America, money together you're allowed to drink now I've gone past that stage you know I'm yeah, trying now to you're all like organic yeah, yeah, yeah. food and that, shit man. yeah and juicing and everything you're eating quinoa <laughs> and shit like I'm not going that far yeah. you juicing now yeah <laughs> I am I've been juicing for the last um last probably a couple of years what is it's, this juicing everyone's no, like I'm juicing what is it what does it do What's I'm the... doing it for my gout that's the same gout. thing people are saying about vaping isn't it? what is this vape <laughs> yeah. no I'm doing it for my gout well, well, vaping's alright though <laughs> vaping's good for you <laughs> <laughs> no I get this um, condition which is not great but it's bloody painful when it comes so I, that's why I juice but I tell you the thing with juicing though it has an image of it's something which is a very healthy option and definitely it is but the problem with juicing is you're getting all of the sugar from fruit which fruit has a lot of yeah, sugar yeah. in but you're not getting any of the fibre so right, this is right. where it can be problematic because it's like drinking a lot of juice can be as harmful as drinking a lot of um, fizzy drinks I like soft really drinks and stuff juice too this much is why fruit. I stick to alcohol yeah, <laughs> yeah just the, the pure empty calories yeah you might as well man I juice vegetables the devil you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You what kind of veg do you the, juice? Um, the, the fiber, what though? kind of veg do you juice? Oh my god, there's uh, I have to do it every day just to keep my. my <laughs> We're so old. I know, I'm getting old. I'm trying to use the cabbage or the carrots, like kale. It's yes. all about the kale. I have that. Yeah, everyone says Carrots, kale. ginger, garlic. Uh, parsley but you see I do it in the blender I do like kale avocado wow. cashew nuts banana that kills the enzymes though in I was reading the, um, here's my issue the, with all of this shit <laughs> I can't be bothered to clean the shit after like you juiced once but like, that's I, why I don't juice I can't it's be true. asked man. it's hassle I just can't be asked I think like but the it, blender's easy yeah exactly rinse you just get a quick rinse out rinse out okay maybe I should get one of them we are so hilarious 
15 years ago yeah. meeting you guys and doing yeah, yeah, like we'll be all sorts of things. You know what? frames, mate. But, my so welcome to the show. It's so lovely to this have you good, here. Mate. It's like a talk show. Yeah, well, this is your part of the family. We lost the streets about half an hour ago. We're still here. That's the important thing. But we were talking earlier also about that Rachel Dojal woman. But what do you mean? You know what I mean. I saw the name. I was like, right, how? Who, who's black that has that kind of name anyway like that's mad no but then you can Russian. say that about like virtually every black person with a European true. name in America yeah but that's I ain't seen like black name. people with like Z's and D's all <laughs> and L's all jumbled up together yeah it's a bit like the royal family isn't it yeah I was like, <laughs> what? Windsor. It's like what like what German has a name called like Windsor yeah. but um no what did you think of that case though I thought it was hilarious, to be honest. Funny, <laughs> I thought I was like, "Rah, she really." You know, the morning that I, I heard about it, because I think everyone was talking about it the day before. I'm always late, and then the morning someone sent it to me, and I was like, "What?" I go, "What?" This woman, and I was like, well, "Yeah, she kind of does look mixed." But then you, you look at other pictures, and then I googled her. You know, to see you. Then the, when you see the little like Becky looking, you know, little house Becky on the prairie. Looking, you know. She had that little house on the prairie look. I was like, geez, she really, she really got away with it, man. And then um, you know, and I was I was like going deep into it, and it was like little videos of her doing. She was doing a seminar, a talk about like Afro hair, and she had all these levels. It's level one to level eight, and, uh-uh. and yeah, like it's so level one is like when it's wavy, blah blah. blah. Wow. Level two is so so. Level four is more like when it's curly, like mine, like this. Oh my <laughs> yeah, God. she's moving the wig. She's holding the wig and doing that. I was like, that wow, she really. And then she some of the pictures, you're like, yeah, it. she went for the, you know, uh, I'm gonna go for the Brazilian look here. <laughs> The other it was like, yeah, I'll just go for the, you know, Cypriot look here. <laughs> she was deep, man. Mm. Like, she went in deep. And then the, the video of her actually getting <laughs> caught by the dude. I felt it for oh, her. Oh, what was that? What happened? There's a guy, that, there's a guy, yeah, there's a guy that's yet. filming he her. Just, yeah, yeah. He's, he's out. Just out yeah and he just goes, is this your father? She, she must have said yes. This is Jeremy Carl. Yeah, he it was Jeremy Carl. AKA like, the, the voice of Skeletor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the voice Jeremy of reason Carl and understanding. Like <laughs> I never really yeah. thought that connection, Yo, but you're right. right. I said it to someone, goes, you know you used to do Skeletor back in the day? They go, really? We need to get that going as one of those urban myths. People will be repeating it. Yeah, honestly, he did, he did. You can see it on Wikipedia. Is it? He was the voice of Skeletor, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I believe you, just the way you did that. It's all about the execution. But no, so he outed the woman. Yeah, the, the guy was like, do you, do you um, you know, is this your father? And she was like, yes, <laughs> that is my father. Yeah. And she looked at the thing and then she kind of looked at him and she seemed like she still had her game face. But then when the <laughs> guy said, he went, are you African-American? <laughs> Sorry. And then, yeah, she, then she was like, <laughs> yeah, and the game face was dropped. It just, mm-hmm. yeah, it, that was it. She looked wow. more white, even just, <laughs> just the Within way she looked back in. She looked more white all of a sudden. You're like, oh yeah, she is black. That is a lot of foundation right there. No, but you know what's deep? The other day, uh, I saw the end of some documentary about some dude who had pretended to be a Rockefeller, Clark Rockefeller. 
But then he Is like it? murdered some people and stuff. But then for years he kept this lie going that he was one of the Rockefeller family. Wow. But he was actually like a wanted murderer. <laughs> and Jesus. then like tried to kidnap his kids and stuff. Yeah. It's like what really. What choice is a disguise? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. But it was like because he just executed it with conviction. People mm. like believed yeah. the hype sort of thing. But really wow. it's quite similar as with this it's woman. It's scary so, though, you know, for her. I think she didn't actually kill anyone. But yeah. like. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. The argument that a lot of people have is like, right, she was helping people. She, was, If anything, she that's was doing thing. something positive. That's yeah. the thing. For black people in yeah. America, uh, you know, needing that help, so it was like, then so you got black people angry that she's pretended to be black, yeah, yeah. but then <laughs> well, she was helping you lot. Yeah, but it wasn't like she was taking a piss or something. Well, I think the shame is that it would have been possibly even more profound if she was just a white woman who just said, "Look, I think this is, I think this world is fucked exactly. up. I'm going to do something exactly. for the black cause because yeah. I just yeah. think it's it's messed up." That would have actually been quite profound, but she kind of that's where she dropped the ball. Yeah, because all of a sudden, like, and why I say I felt sorry for her is because when you look at her past, her like her parents adopted four black children oh, really? when she was a kid, Aww. so she grew up as the odd one out. Yeah, you know, amongst four, she's like, "Oh, their culture. Look at the way they do, the way they, their hair, I really the this, feel the that." Sorry for her. You get what I'm saying so the more you think about it it's like wow she's a bit crazy she's obviously a bit crazy just like this but then, yeah and then we got a crazy person representing black people <laughs> you know what I mean again how does it, again yeah how does it so you know what I mean there's only <laughs> what's his name there's so many levels hey, we there's only so need one out shot to this what it made me think of is like what's more concerning what she was doing or all these black women who were trying to make themselves look as white as possible exactly it's more harmful like Beyonce trying to look like Shakira or people these black women with blonde hair and trying to ignore their genes by straightening their hair on a daily basis kind of thing and wearing skin lightening cream like that's more concerning to me cake soap if MJ could do it (laughs) 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 if MJ could come on man yeah, he got away with like he I don't know. Away, if he, he got away with a lot of shit. Bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So boy, like she's helping us, man. You know what I mean? It don't matter if you're black or white. Mm. <laughs> In it, I don't know. It's, it's just weird, man. But yeah, I do feel it for her. And uh, like now, it just makes so many people look silly. It makes yeah. you know black people responding the whole in the way they are also. are going to look silly. Mm. Yeah, the whole organization, the N- NAACP, NAACP, which like that you know people have found out now. That it wasn't even found, yeah. found but I've always wondered that when I've read books about like there being colleges and universities like black college or black mm. universities in America it's like right who 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 was brave enough to go yeah okay what we're gonna do <laughs> you know what I mean like, no but that all comes from the segre- the, the uh, government yeah, instituted segregation, segregation and laws because there was like law, uh, schools that, that were just institutions like even with the mm. um, uh, what's that game when they hit the ball with the, the baseball. Bat? baseball baseball that's baseball. it yeah. <laughs> 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 that rounders what's that one with that they hit, the, they hit the ball with the base what's that one what's the one with it where you kick the ball with your foot <laughs> <laughs> American football <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no because there was even like a time where black people weren't allowed to Play yeah, in the baseball right. league, and so they had their own um, yeah, baseball the league, league and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, so, and so what? With the NAACP, did they? Are they the ones that brought all that together? Then are they not the ones that? No, were like, and the NAACP was actually started by a white woman. Yeah, it was, a Jewish yeah. woman, isn't it? 
Oh, po- possibly. Apparently, it's a Jewish woman, mm. but it, well, it's like over a hundred years old or something. Oh right? yeah, like it's, it's like a really old, insti- old It's an like institution that. that has definitely done a lot for highlighting, like you know, segregation, racial issues in so, America. So I'm stuff. like, okay, 106 <laughs> years ago, which you know, be Django, which Django <laughs> came from? Hey, we gonna start our old. <laughs> Can I just say as a disclaimer, Maestro is black. Okay, yeah, 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 I'm black by the way. I don't know if you noticed by the vel- the voice of Chocolate Velvet. Cake, but <laughs> <laughs> so we're safe. Yeah, yeah. No one can complain. No, but I was saying earlier, it reminded me of the Paul Mooney. Did you ever see that Paul Mooney sketch on the Dave Chappelle? Oh, <laughs> what, just like saying how, <laughs> oh, no, oh. not Nicodemus. But that was funny too. But no, man. where he's just like saying how the black man is the mo- the black American man's the most like copied man on earth. And he's like, but at the end yeah, of the I day, everyone that. wants to be a nigger, but no one wants to be a nigger. Yeah, you know. And so it's kind of like um, she flipped the script with that one, Rachel. Yeah, Jason. I think, and it, it's going to highlight a lot of things, man. It's going to highlight def- like um, you know cultural thing, like so. We've got it here. Like, you know, they, they're now, like, white people that have embraced black culture that From speak. Time. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, now it's just normal, though. Before you it'd mean be like, as in, in the UK? Or yeah, in the yeah. UK. I oh, mean, here yeah. in the UK. I feel so, it's very integrated here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so it's like, it's going to make people realise that, you know, if some people can identify, and especially in her situation where, you know, growing up, if you've grown, you know, like if you've grown up amongst uh, around a culture then obviously you're going to take on some of that she mm. took it to the extreme <laughs> and changed her little life. Russian name that was the weird thing <laughs> come on man uh, Czechoslovakian sounding name in, <laughs> she's trying to go on like but that black. would run in America though <laughs> is it? well look no black but people in America have African see, names I ain't seen no Jesus E's next to each other in any African names you have an apostrophe in yeah. the middle of that shit <laughs> you know, <laughs> you. we're terrible Sorry, man. We are, we're just like killing the show any right Z's now. next <laughs> to a G that's just straight you know what I mean that's you Europe, man. That's that's green Europe as well. <laughs> anyway, we didn't actually bring the um, my show on just to talk no, about Rachel Doshaw. No, I'm well of a talk. I, hey, man, that's don't what I'm saying. Don't yeah. start me on politics. She's going to need a whole new show. Yeah. That's what happened with Hugh. He talks so much shit that he got a whole new show on Friday. <laughs> wow. I found out last shit, week. Mate, so he's got his own shit talking show on Friday. <laughs> yeah. He was like, yeah, that's what's going to happen with you. You're these gonna guys end are getting too deep for me. Sarah's soapbox. <laughs> yeah. And he's talk about some political. Shit. And Doc rapping and for a eventually two hours. I'll, I'll, yeah. get, I'll get the X-rated late night show that I've been waiting for I for really months. The porn review. Yeah. Doc's porn review. Oh, like, see, yeah. this is my job. No, this is my job. You told me this, isn't it? my job. Look, like, you Baby, that is a tax yeah. write-off. Yeah. How many times? And the wife can't complain. You're like, look, I've got to do the homework and research yeah, for the yeah, show. Yeah. So, uh, no, shout out no. my wife, actually. It's our anniversary today. Oh, oh is it? Yeah, man. Anniversary, bro. Thank you very much. How? Very much. Wh- which anniversary is it? It's our ninth year. Is that wow. Not wow. nine years married, though. Nine years married. Oh, wow. Wow. Nine, nine years. Damn, yeah. man. And Camo got married last yeah. year. Congratulations. Ooh, a year and a bit. 2013. Hey, this isn't fair. Yeah. All of you guys are married. I'm not married. Yeah, right. It's because you're still flirting with the homeless. That was that list you had? The homeless, married men. Yeah, and these are the men who talk to me. They're either married, homeless, or drunk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not helping my situation. Or a combo of the crazy combo of the free. <laughs> yeah, that's when it gets really um, out of control. Anyway, uh, moving on. We, how old we are. We're talking about nine years married and juicing and all of that good stuff. Yes. But 
yeah, there's not much juicing going on after nine years. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> move to Sicily. Um, oh dear. It's <laughs> 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 the uh, porn. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the dry so, quinoa. Mice, mice, diggy. It's been a minute. I ain't seen you for flipping ages. What, 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 what is going on what, at the minute what, in, in the yo, world? Yo, in right. the world of mice. Man's just putting in the world. Yeah, what's man's doing? Man's got studios today. Chop them up. Put them on the street. Make me some dough. You get me? Get in the studio. Rap about how I'm chopped it up, put it in the street, and maybe some dough. Yes, then fam. perform it in front of people, chop up some more. <laughs> Sorry. Nah. Still, 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 so, still, uh, fam. Yeah. still. I tell you what, it's my year, yeah. 20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The takeover. That's the that kills me, the takeover. Man. Yo, 2015 is my year. The mixtape's always called the takeover. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, is that what you want? How many mixtapes are Bring man and Lucas in still. <laughs> Bro, hashtag. Man's ain't ready still. Yeah. <laughs> 2015. Yeah, no, I'm good. Um, I just released the uh, deluxe version of my LP. It's my debut LP. Do you know what? That actually checked really? me out because I was That's like, yeah. hold on, Very that can't be right. Scary, I was it? like, Maestro must have gotten it wrong there. Let me just hit yeah, him up and tell him that he got it wrong. The, I He's see why people got it wrong. like that. Yeah. Because, <laughs> it's because the low life, I did a uh, music Maestro 2004. That was like my first kind of... Yeah, 2004, Low Life was an EP. But what they wanted to do was sell a CD version of it. So what they did was they took the EP, which was like six tracks. And did they add anything? Yeah, and they put like a (laughs) 12-inch that I did. Kiss That Ask Good Night, was that one then? No, 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 no. That was, because Kiss That Ask Good Night was like my first thing in uh, the end of 99. Can I just say, me and Maestro did an impromptu <laughs> oh. version live of, um, of Word Out, which yeah. is the. Um, was that your oh, first jargon. single? Was that, yeah, that was yeah. and that was released, on, released on Deal Real Records in 1999. So at the Deal Real Reunion party, um, I forced Maestro to perform the song. Yeah, yeah. He was like, what? You're going to make me perform this on my own? But on then own. I volunteered to rap Skinny Man and Jargon's verses. verses yeah. And that was pretty classic. And we nearly got signed off for that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm going for joke. I don't even Honestly, want to go into it about this. It's hilarious, man. This a, yeah. Oh my god, that's what you'll have to come back. Yo, that another was just show weird, for that man. one. Yeah. <laughs> that was really um, hilarious. Yeah, so we genuinely nearly got signed off that. So the, you know, that's the reason I think because I always like why people go your yeah, your album do the do and the album and I'm like yeah, all I've done in my head all I've done is EPs. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. There's tunes that I've already and lots thought. Of features. I'd, the, yeah, and yeah, exactly, and loads of features and whatnot. I've done like the Diggy Down Under, which was like um, <laughs> you know, more of a, a project because it wouldn't be uh, if I was, you know, I wouldn't have so many features, or I'd work with the producers that I wanted to, but yeah. I had to work with like New Zealand and Australian producers and rappers as well. Obviously, you forced to, into it. You're like, I had what? to, man. No, no. Well, no, that was the idea, innit? Yeah. It's Diggy Down Under. It no, didn't make it was sense wicked. doing like, there's no point in going all the way to Australia and you're, you're produced by this UK, you know, <laughs> it didn't really make sense. So I did that, but otherwise, like. You've you actually know, lived out there at one point. I, that was yeah, gonna, yeah. It was actually going to be one like, of my questions. I just wanted, how the hell did you get so big in Australia? Like, whenever I'm there, like if, if if I ever mention rap mm. or I get into a conversation with rap, or do you know my show? Do you know my yeah, show? Yeah, like yeah. they all know you out there. Yeah, bro. you know like what? Everybody uh-huh. knows you. Was um yeah, it's a funny Good thing. Old days. So I went out there. I did three weeks, but I went solo, and uh, so just me and a CD, and uh, 
just like I was like you know what I'm going to act like how I did in 97, 98 <laughs> I'm on this thing bro. Hungry, yeah, yeah. I'm on this thing hashtag was you hashtagging them right? <laughs> no uh, yeah. no right. there was no well, smartphone the proverbial the proverbial strictly Nokia yeah, 3310 the on this thing was like in full <laughs> this Nokia effect. 3310 era yeah so I went out there carpal tunnel from texting <laughs> that's what was going on so I went out there and I was just like alright I'm just going to do you know as long as I'm feeling what's going on I'm going to work with this one work with that one work with you were like this is my year yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so um, I felt like you know as long as I smash it with everybody then whoever puts their stuff out whenever then they do but luckily for me yeah, that was like, good timing four of them came out in the same year so one was like the Hilltop Hoods and they were like the biggest group they still are they're the yeah. biggest they're like the rock stars of uh, hip hop in Australia then there was a guy who just got signed to Sony um, Phrase and we big did fries, mate. Big, yeah. big, big fries, mate. Big fries, mate. I was going to do give radio, and it's a real life. I'm not on the give radio, mate. <laughs> mate, fully sick, 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 can't count. Fully sick, fully sick, mate. Anyway, so uh, do I the rest of the fries, interview and I'll oh, do the rest of the. Oh, I'll try, mate, but it uh, depends where we go. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> sounding more yeah, Finnish or something. <laughs> All right, mate. Just calm down a little bit, mate. I've got to warm up into that one. Anyway, so. um Phrase, then uh, is, was it the Resin Dogs as well? Oh yeah, and then um, uh, Bliss and Esso. So it was like four, and, and Bliss and Esso were signed. Money. They were signed to a major. Mm. So, and all of them came out in the same year because it was a good timing with the Australian scene too. When like, yeah, because that was yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. Like, like I always say to people now that like, how it is in <laughs> Australia. Australia is like at the top of the pyramid, you know, and in the middle is is UK, and then US stuff is probably below that but at the time it was like UK stuff was up to par with the US they prefer more West Coast uh, US stuff because it it relates to them more you know well, the in sun, New Zealand yeah. you know how they're fully like on that West Coast I'm not even man. New Zealand is never New Zealand is just another level they, they went as far as like yo like, bone th- no but it's like Bone Thugs and Harmony are like official saints <laughs> like they are <laughs> elevated to saint status <laughs> out there but they're living <laughs> they that they West got, Coast like, Easter Island statues of the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bone <laughs> Thugs and Harmony yeah. Busy Bones <laughs> which one the one that has a crackhead of that with the pipe like um, but yeah, so they, you know, at the time when I was going out there, like it was, it was mainly sort of US stuff, um, the West Coast, the some like the underground East Coast stuff. Then there's um, the UK, like you know, our scene, like the that sort of golden era of the UK, which definitely so, influenced a lot of people out there. Too, yeah, 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 big time. And then then it was like Aussie rap. But then slowly but surely, Aussie man, man. Yeah, I would slowly but surely, mate, <laughs> came through, even. mate. Came through, punched the cone, had a Darry and a Danny. <laughs> Felt good, mate. Yeah. Sticking on a beat on the barbie. Uh, so I was lucky, man. I was like, rah, bam, bam. Uh, you know, someone was in Sony in uh, in um, New York. Uh, was it Sony? Or Universal Studio in uh, Universal in New York. They were like, yo. And they hit me up like, bruv, I've just seen your video, you know, playing. And I was like, what? But I, didn't, I forgot Phrase because he signed to Sony. So it was like proper credit. And then I kept... People were like, yo, we want to tour you here, we want to do this, you know, I was going out there for one week, like stupid, crazy stuff like oh that. Oh my God, yeah. So at the time, there was times when I'd be out there two months, and then later on in the year for three months, it's and people possible. started thinking I was living there because of that. Because <laughs> yeah. if you saw, like, you know, at the beginning of the year, you're like, where's Mike? Oh, he's in Australia. Yeah. Uh, then, then I come back for like five, six months, yeah. but and then, then go you, again, and then you are, uh, still oh, where's Mike? Oh, yeah. no, he's in Australia. The, 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 the wrap up started getting mad holy. Like, it's just like <laughs> six months of no shit happening yeah. in Maestro's wrap up. Like. Well, the, the wrap up, like, <laughs> I think was the. Um, 
Wait, for those who started, don't know, every year, what year did you first see the wrap up? 2009 yeah so since 2009 every year Maestro at the end of each year yeah. he would do a wrap up of the year in a wrap so, yeah I didn't do last was, year though I didn't but do I it heard, that. Yeah, that was a bit controversial since, oh, yeah. that was That's like in the hip hop pages controversy of, oh, was it? there's no more wrap up what? Yeah, I just didn't. I was just you like, were just growing as an artist. Yeah, or well, just getting bored of it. Really, you're just like this is my <laughs> Yeah, I've kind of felt like it was getting the wrong type of attention when you do okay. something and you feel like what mm, type of attention? Right, this isn't just like the, the type of people. Fans. Yeah, I didn't like the <laughs> whole like mean? I could see people going more or less going like, "Yo, bro, mention me, mention me in the world. <laughs> no, I can't really. wait to mention me." And then it's a promo opportunity. Yeah, it was all weird. People's managers were like taking me. For lunch and that, and I'd be like, oh shoot, man, maybe they want to sign me. Duh, duh, duh. Like, Next <laughs> week, like, please mention my eyes. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And that's when I was like, wow, this Love is getting it. weird. Love and then it. just like the industrial talk, like somebody. I um, can't stand it. You know, I was at a nice and smooth concert, and then this guy, he like manages a few well known artists, and he was like, oh, Maestro, oh, yeah, good to see you, man. Oh, I caught the wrap up, man. It was amazing. This is in January, like, you know, so it's been out for like two weeks or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I caught the wrap up, man. It was amazing, man. I was like, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, man, you're, you're a legend anyway. I hate, you know, people just say that they don't really. The word legend this is, is things just that, that it's when you, you it's blatant when you can sniff out the people where they've just done some reading on Wikipedia yeah, or something, yeah, something and like then that. that's what they're, they're talk, regurgitating yeah, it's yeah. like your feet aren't on, you're not part in less than in two mix. minutes in the same conversation he went so you still you still making music man <laughs> like that I was like nah I'm not <laughs> no you're not I went yeah nah because that's why you heard the rap up and then I just walked because I was like, <laughs> yeah, like what I f- can't deal with all that I no, don't really no, like no. All that. I just make the music because I like doing it not to like oh I want to be somebody and I want to be fa-. Like, well, I, I did it. want to ask you what is it that why do you keep putting out music because it's a job for me now it's a day job man like so this is what you know feeds me this is what puts a roof over my head I didn't expect that it would do that but the point where I could I, I could go like right I, don't, I can quit my job because I'm making mm. enough money then from then it's like okay I have to make sure that this really keeps making you and the only way that happens is when you realise the more material you put out or the more stuff you do with the right people the right sort of networking is the more that comes back from it exactly. so like continue and you know like there, I have fans like I have people that really enjoy the stuff that I'm doing so I just make sure the only reason I can think of that they're enjoying it is because I'm enjoying it because everything I write I make sure that I like doing it and, and then I put it out Mm. I don't, like there's loads of stuff people haven't heard because I don't think it's good enough to put out there. But mm. that's what I mean. It's more than a job because you, it's, it goes beyond just this is how you earn money because you could go and work anywhere. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so there's obviously some kind of drive got quality control that is there pulling well. you yeah. to the music. But I, I really enjoy it. Like for you know, when I, what got me started was like a. Uh, like a life-threatening situation. So I always say to people, don't wait for that. When that <laughs> happens is when, bam, you're like, oh, this is how I'm meant to be. This is how I'm meant to feel. This is what really works for me, as opposed to like, people don't know. They're like, oh, I don't know what to do with my life. I don't know what, you know, and I used to do all that stupidness in the street. I'm not proud of any of it. But then when it got to the point where I, I like, you know, I'm 18 and uh, I'm in the hospital and then, you know, basically I had like a TB in my gland. So a big lump in the gland, but they didn't this know what it was. This was around the time I met you, I think. Yeah, well, it's after. after like, after, I, yeah, yeah, yeah I, got, mm-hmm. I made sure I got better before that. And uh, So my voice would be like this, but we didn't know why. You oh. know, we didn't know why. And then I turned my neck to the right, 
and then my voice would be normal and I'll be snoring when I'm awake and all that so were all your original bars just done just slightly to the right like <laughs> every well, cypher just like slightly to the left but no but oh, you yeah, know yeah, how you hear those left. stories of Rakim all of his um, verses on those classic records he was actually lying on the sofa when he recorded really? them yeah is it yeah oh to keep his voice like but that's chilled. why he's so cool that's what uh, don't Christina get Aguilera did in it really? of one of her songs she lied, <laughs> she lied like, on the floor <laughs> yeah. no but yeah. she, there was is it beautiful or one of the songs that her voice is slightly so it's just mad monotone but or oh, I heard it the, works, the so. bangles you know remember that pop group the bangles apparently yeah. like close your eyes give me your but like apparently she was naked don't ever let her do that again <laughs> I was going for the maximum straight up choking fish choking goldfish but these are the extents people go to to get the correct effect in the studio have you ever done that recorded naked yeah, I have actually. Have <laughs> <you>? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that? I was hanging upside down. And, uh, nah, um, Who else was at the It's session? in Australia, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, Mice? Before we run out of time, I think we should play a tune of yours. So, yeah, what would you like to hear? Neighbours remix or I want it? We had Homeboy Samran was on the show a couple of weeks ago, so that's why I was thinking maybe let's play the track with Homeboy Samran. Could do. I mean, he was no, on it a few weeks ago, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever you See, want, man. See, this guy's trouble, man. <laughs> no, but then I was like, oh, right. Ransom ba- let's play Bad Bones. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah. Put Bad Bones on there. I love that guy. He is honestly one of my favourite MCs in this country. Yeah, he, uh, same here. Same because here, again, man. that rip, just me, the rawness. Bad Bones. And there's someone else I like now as well. So I moved Get back to us about it. My house improved. But to tell the truth, I think I'm doomed now. I was on this team from time, like. Hey, no, there are no other MCs, yeah. From when 97 was my year, fam. Barbershop Quartet, you get me? One man Barbershop Quartet up in here, Who produced that tune? Big Al, man. Big Al Maudsley. Oh, really? I didn't even know he was, like, getting busy like that now. Yeah, man, he mastered the album. He mixed and mastered the album as well. That's, but I didn't, didn't know that he was like. That. Um, pro- um, yeah, that's that's my go-to man. That's, yeah, that's the dude. Oh, you know, it's, yeah. he's worth the money. Yeah, he's yeah, not. Yeah. He's uh, not a joke, man. And so, what? Give us a plug, Mice. What do people need to be looking out for? Yeah, so look out for uh, Maestrogen Deluxe. The LP is a deluxe version of my debut LP, which is Maestrogen, which is like oxygen, except you need there a whole lot more. You mother lovers. Still. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> what? Oh. Oh, oh no, no, yeah, yeah. and um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, tonight, if you're free tonight, you might not be, but if you are, come to Lyrically Challenged. I'm going to be doing an a cappella set there. Um, it's a poetry night, and it's going to be in Passing Clouds. Passing so oh, Clouds. Yes. Yeah, if that you Google Passing Clouds or whatever, I'm going to be there perform- performing as well as Bell Humble, and uh, it's called Lyrically Challenged. So Google yeah, that. Get involved. What's your um, website and mice if people want to track you down? Where do you want to So what? go to micediggy.com. That's M Y S D I G I dot com. Uh, soon, I'm, that's going to be my name soon. I'm going to get rid of the maestro. Mm. I know. I see you're Diggy. making this transition. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying, man. It's it's hard, but <laughs> it's it's nearly there, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a bit easier than Pause. trying to pretend I'm white yes. and putting on blonde. Hair <laughs> yeah, just a little bit the, easier. Yeah, I'm working <laughs> I'm like for white uh, chicks. UKIP. No, um, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, you every week on the show you are tuned into Food Bar Radio with myself, Sarah Doc Brown is in the studio. We're also jo- joined by Camera from Foundations Crew and. My 
Mice Diggy is in the place to be. And every week, Mice and Howard, we have something called Are You Taking the Piss? And this is the part of the show when we um, ask the listeners of Bar. Are you taking the piss? Like, what is it that made them this week say, like, for real? Are you for real? Like, for example, I'll g- what happened to me this last week? I was coming back from a gig that was in Croydon. So it's a pretty long journey, over an hour to get back home to my house in the taxi with the driver. So I'm like, well, I'm going to talk to dude. I'm not going to sit there as though we're in the car on our own. Dude was gay, Polish guy who's lived here. Hit on you then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although by the end of the ride, I was like, "Am I safe in this car?" Yeah, okay. The guy no, was a gay Polish dude who's lived here for five years. Supports UKIP. Wow. Are you taking the piss? Wow. I was just like, dude, <laughs> wow. are you serious? Yeah. Like, you're supporting UKIP. Like, I'm sorry. So he wants to go back. Then. How, did he, <laughs> so what, did he, how did he justify that? Like, I, I think he was struggling, man. But it was just, it all got, I just, I should have taken the cue and realised if you're supporting UKIP, I just need to dead the conversation exactly. there because, like, you're a nutter. But what this how week, guys. How did you even get to that? How did you get to, like. Oh, because I'm always politicking with the, oh, with the cab there. drivers. Oh, always gonna get you there. <laughs> I'm always politicking with the cab drivers. I think on the line we have. Um, Pete, are you there? Yeah, Pete is here. Pete is in the place to be. This is Pete and Pimlico, the one and only. Pete, what this week That's made right, you say? Yeah. Are you taking the piss? I say, well, just going back to that Polish guy, you know, he's like, he's come in and he's like, wants to shut the door, doesn't he? He wants to shut the door, blood, on everyone else. That's like, what he was saying to me. Yeah, he's in, he's yeah, in, so right? I understand it, because so exactly where he's coming from. Wow. Oh, for real? He's coming from the point of getting in there and say it's a selfish point of view, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> mm. He wants to slam the door behind him. I so know. Is that what it is then? So he, he, feel, he feels like, yeah, I can stay here, I'm cool. I support you, Kim. That's exactly what you're saying to me. Just the door shutting, now shut wow. the door. Shut that door. Is that Tommy Cooper? Shut that door. Shut yeah, that Larry, door. Grayson, <laughs> Larry Grayson, innit? Larry Grayson. Larry Grayson. Shut that door. That's what you can put on. They just need to shut use... That door. Shut that door, blood. <laughs> blood. That was the, the modern refix. Shut that door, blood. So who's been taking the piss out of your life this week, Pete? Fibre tip pens, blood. For real. Pens. Bam, I know what they're taking they dry up, innit? Yeah. They dry up. They dry up at the worst moment. <laughs> I feel you, fam. fam. You know what I love most you about know? that as as a response is that you responded to the question within a millisecond. I barely got the question out and you have five or two pens, fam. Yeah, it's yeah. really that that is the main thing of the week. That's the struggle really is real. What were you trying to write was, when it when it ran out on I you? I was right? trying to get this number off a girl, innit? And then uh, oh. the one thing went wrong and everything's gone wrong and you I'm just looked at the I don't know if it's a thing. I don't know if it's the, the universe is conspiring against you. <laughs> you just looked at a pen like, Are you I need one of them forensic teams <laughs> to put the ultraviolet light on my pad. Yeah, try and work See out what the I etched number into was. it, you know? Yeah, no, so, I, I feel the struggle is big out there. So back to ballpoint, yeah? Or even just point for me, even or even the, the quill rather the than <laughs> <laughs> just keep it real with the quill blood. Said the quill, yeah. <laughs> yeah, keep it with the quill, yeah, man. Yeah, just keep a little bottle of ink in my side pocket. You know, Still. if you run out, you just you just go out and get a pigeon. <laughs> get some Worst more case. quills. You got a hundred quills for free. And you know that that kind of game, that pigeons. level of game is memorable as well. Like in the rave or whatever. That will definitely leave chick. an impression. <laughs> yeah, you know that will leave a strong like, impression. Actually, well, that's another thing. <laughs> right, have you got? You ain't got a pen. All right, one minute. Yeah, right, I'll be right back. Yeah, 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 right back. This pigeon might have rabies, but give me your number. Pigeons, yeah, they piss me off as well. Pigeons, <laughs> yeah, pigeons. Yeah, we, didn't have we didn't have them. The Romans brought them with them. There. Remix. That was a remix right there. Don't worry about the it. Romans, the go Romans on, go on. brought the pigeons, blood. Is it? They did what? Invented? Yeah, they, we never had pigeons. We just had doves. And then the Romans came. They brought fucking pigeons, blood. <laughs> what? They so pigeons, they're they're pigeons. Rats. 
biting us and giving us rabies. I've got to say, that's the first time I've heard that why pigeon they, theory. Well, why did they bring the pigeons with them? The I don't know, it's something to do with the apples, because they brought apples as well. Oh, oh it, it makes sense. Rabbit. That okay, makes that sense. Makes sense now. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's the messages, doesn't it? Yeah. You send a message back to the bus, man. You say the apples are ready on the pigeon. They didn't have Wi Fi, did it? That's totally. I was just going to say that as well. We're totally on the same page. Thank you so much, Pete. It's lovely to hear from you, as always. Mice. What Pete this week in. made you say? Are you taking the piss? Uh, it happens to me every week. I know it does. Yeah. I know it does. You it's are Mister. Are you taking the piss? You, you know, you go on. You're like, yeah. Let me just see what's going on, and you know, what I mean, my network. Let me see what people are <laughs> chatting about. But then someone will be like, "Bruv, this is so shit. I hate this shit. Look at this shit." <laughs> are you taking it? Press the button now. Jesus. Are you taking the piss? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get it. I don't get why people are always they're always sharing something that they don't like. Yeah. Going, I always think that really when I see really weird. disturbing shit that yeah, people want the and they're like, this is so messed up. You should watch this. No, why are you trying really? to just traumatize me? Yeah, I'm there trying to have my sm- vegetable smoothie. <laughs> yeah, mate. <laughs> I'm looking at this some dog. garlic juice. There was like one where they, they were showing, oh, this is disgusting. I can't believe this. And it was like a dog burning they were burning the dog alive or something like that oh my god and it's like, I see that why? in my life man <laughs> why would you that's horrific for what like I don't get no, it that like, is and really every day people bits. are doing that he's just like right humans I are don't crazy. need reminding not to burn a dog yeah. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying like, I don't wake it's up true. in the morning and think oh don't burn dogs yeah 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 yeah. fuck so you know, put my dog burn, thank dog you so on. much for what? sending me that picture because now I will never burn a dog here's what our listeners are saying yeah what other listeners people are listening May from Wilsdon says I was waiting to go through the ticket barriers Right at the station, <laughs> and literally everyone kept pushing in front of me. I'm thinking that is taking a piss. <laughs> oh no! After you, I insist. That's May from Wilsdon. Um, little uh, bit of sarcasm at the end there. Thanks, May. Everyone um, on the tube is saying that same story. Is, yeah, is that that's the whole energy of the it tube. Really is. The Paul, whole energy of the tube is. Are you taking the piss? Basically, Paul in Andover. Are you bathing in piss? Has, I don't know. <laughs> Drinking piss. I not don't know in if it. This is a metaphorical email or not. I like the title. It's, the title just says uh, the subject just says cherry piss. Um, but Paul in Andover says, <laughs> oh, I really wanted to eat some cherries today, but all the damn supermarkets have run out. Who has taken my cherry? Are you taking wow. a piss? No, I don't know if that's a metaphor yeah, for that Paul's was, life. It's hard times yeah, out there, right. man. Um, At least someone's taking it, Paul. Yeah, yeah do you know what I mean? mean? <laughs> Celebrate. Uh, it's even harder times in New Cross for Alice, who says, All right, my stapler it's only just run out of stables and I really need to staple something. I can't be asked to trot to Asda. Are you taking the piss? <laughs> My stapler is liberty. taking the piss. Liberties. Buy how dare staples. the stapler? I've, I can't, I don't think, I don't see how she can blame her stapler for that. <laughs> we seem to get a lot of that on yeah, why you're taking the piss. they don't realise that they're <laughs> taking the piss out of their own lives. Well, Stacey. you know, some people are attached to them sort of things, man, in that's a different true. way. That's like, true. Things we've got. <laughs> that's so, true. Know, different kind of different, relationships yeah, you know. the average Thanks, person Mice. might have with That's what I realised with that Mice. woman. I was like, right, just everybody's different. Do you know what I mean? For her to go to that level... It's a Paul beautiful baby. thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, Stacy in Voxel says, "I'm looking out." It's so hot. It's so hot. Are you for real? I'm wearing flip flops today. I don't on care. On the tube, yeah. On the tube. This morning, some woman stood on my flop. Yeah. That's slang for flip flop, right? Wow. And some woman stood on my flop, and it came off me feet and shamed me in front of everyone in Voxel too. <laughs> I'm, I'm livid. I am livid. 
Savage, she says in capitals. Stacy in Vauxhall, thank you so much for your email. And thanks for the flop. I never thought of shortening flip yeah. flop. I would always mm. have enough time to say flip flop in full. Maybe, oh no, Aussies say thongs. Your jangles, mate. No, that's yeah. New Zealand say your blooming jandles, your but jangles. Aussies say thongs. Oh, jingles but, but, but in a way, that's what you get for wearing flip flops on the tube, isn't it? That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Flip flops are almost criminal in some hip hop circles, aren't they? But thank we're nearly you. running thank out you. of time. Yeah. Thank you to everybody who's sending in your uh, your taking a piss emails. There's too many to read. Keep them coming for next Tuesday. Uh, thank you to our guests as well, uh, my Stiggy, and, and and of course Karma here, who's, who's sat very patiently for a long time, listening to us jabber on. Yeah, it's but it's good. all about it's coming all through this Saturday to the courthouse yeah, to the man. 21st anniversary yeah. of yeah. Foundations Cruise. Tonight, tonight in um, Passing Clouds. Oh yeah, Passing Clouds. Uh, Dawson. Dawson. Get yeah, down there. You don't have to have a bid. You don't have to have a bid to get in. At the moment, you will get a discount if you have a bid. I should make that clear. Things could change by next year. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to condone that statement there. But yeah, try it out. Blame the Hashtag Blame Doc Brown if you don't get in though. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, come through to Passing Clouds tonight. Uh, I'm going to be performing as well as a bunch of other people. Yeah. And it's going to be an a cappella set as well. That's so you dope get as well. Hear. It's going to be like spoken word for those yes. of you who don't like rap. Damn right. Um, <laughs> but every week on the show, we have a very important roundup at yeah. the end of the Speaking show. Speaking of hashtags, the hashtag <laughs> rap about anything has been doing its thing. I haven't even plugged it that much. So big up you lot and all your selections. Uh, who should I shout out? first let's see I should shout out um, Adam Lindsay at Adam D Lindsay on Twitter thanks for your suggestion about the shower uh, the mirror being too steamed up um, shout out to all the Palace fans who always want me to rap about Palace it's not going to happen um, <laughs> shout out to Koo at Koo that's somebody's Twitter name see they with 14 O's um, wow. The corruption in FIFA. I'm not going to rap about that today. The in-betweeners. Thank you, Callum. Okay, we've got three minutes. Um, so many suggestions. Thanks to Ian O'Neill, Nisa Khan, Teresa O'Brien. But I have gone with Matthew Thomas, at Matthew Thomas 32 on Twitter, who's just put BO problems on the tube. Which is something I think we can all relate to. So here we go, here we go, go. So Doc is going to rap about the BO problems on the tube. That's just come around again. you got a professional rapper on the backups in the studio too. Okay, so take it away, Doc. He's not a professional. <laughs> no, for backups, for backups. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Yo, yo, yo. Shout out to Matthew Thomas. He's got an issue and he's on it. And he ain't going to try to keep it from us. Universal problem, I'm damn sure. Because everybody hates BO on public transport. Picture it, dude. Your daily commute. Train or a bus or in London, the tube. Whichever one, yeah? It's crowded and it's Monday. Body to body, you're surrounded. Now you think if you had to spend an hour squashed up with strangers, mate, you take a shower, but no. Oh, you're just way too rebellious. You'd rather play a game cool, who's the smelliest? Well, let me tell you this. If you're getting on my carriage, damn it, you need to know how to manage your personal hygiene for everybody's sake, bruv. Tomorrow morning, step your bathroom game up. See that round slippery thing? That's a soap. Have a little play with that so we can cope. No, I don't care about your feelings, bruv, I'm going in. I walk you to the store and buy deodorant. So listen, Matthew, I feel your pain. Unless it's really you who's been stinking up my train. Keep your suggestions coming in for next week. Thank you to all our guests and thank you for listening. As always, thank you for your contributions and meet us. It's true. 
And Bad Keith, yeah, keep, keep getting in touch because the show doesn't work without you guys. We love you. We love you. Four till six every Tuesday right here at foobarradio.com. Thank you for your patronage. See you next week. We love you. Bye. And I think, in theory, Hugh will be here next week as well. Wow. So I might actually I'll have make sure I'm the not full present. <laughs> yeah, I know. We've got to keep this going or not. Doesn't um, work all being here at the same time, yes. But now, keep it locked with Food Bar Radio. It's Sarah Hugh, Doc Sue. Thank you so much, Mice. Thank you so much, Cameron. It's lovely guys. having you guys yes. here. Thanks for having me. Peace. Likewise. And good night. <laughs>